Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Okay, so okay, so here's the earth. Here's the earth. It's round. It's round. Damn, this is sweet earth, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you joined me on that, because I was like, is he going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was with it. I was with it. Uh, <clears throat> good times hello everyone hello everyone this is episode 88 like 88 miles an hour which is uh the speed that it requires to uh make the flux capacitor you know just get things going sorry you jumped on my thing and i didn't jump on yours because i'm just staring at you with a blank expression i apologize just say 1.21 gigawatts 1.21 gigawatts right yep wow you get it it's like we know each other it's like you it's like you're within the folds of my mind i mean obviously i moved in a long time ago great scott great scott so um great scott (laughs) like michael scott poor eva has been here for like many hours (laughs) eva's like i'm ready to go we're only beginning (laughs) okay so hello to everyone we're here now for you what is the date when this comes on i don't know um whatever this sunday is the the seventh the seventh yes this comes out october 7th october 7th it's almost my sister's birthday and it's libra season and we're very happy about that we love libra season we do um we just released uh tickets for a new boston show our biggest show yet at the wilbur which we're so pumped for. So pumped, and my paranoia has not seeped in at all. Nope. Please M is come. so calm. Please and buy all the tickets, because I don't believe a single person will be there, so please prove me wrong. Okay, so the link is bit.ly slash Boston, all lowercase. If you go there, it takes you right to the um, to the Ticketmaster link, and I'm a little peeved because they used a photo of M and Geo on all their promos. Yeah! And not of me. I was like, wait. You're I'm, not needed. It's okay. I'm there too. You're just the brains <laughs> behind the scenes. They found your photo of, with you and Geo and just put your face on everything. Don't worry. I'm the face. We already discussed this. We You're are the face of this operation. I'm the face of the operation. I'm the eye candy. That's right. I don't know why I don't just accept it now. It's, listen. I'm going to be there too. I mean, you might show up. I think. I think Geo and I already got our tickets. I don't know about you. <laughs> they actually paid for ours. Are you... Oh, maybe. Are you good? Oh, we'll no, see you there, maybe. There's probably no room on the comp list for me. No. Um, <laughs> New York City is sold out, so we're super pumped about that. Thank um, you so much. Thank you guys for that. Um, yeah, really big news. Um, and the Wilbur is where I used to see some of my, like, I saw Alt-J there. I saw some of my favorite bands there. And now we're going to be on that stage, which is just beyond my comprehension. Andrew told us that he was hoping that one day we could make the Wilbur. And I think 
Christine and I both like tried to hold in our laughter we when did. he said that because yes. it was like there's no way we, we would definitely ever get that. chuckled. And um, I would really like to prove to Andrew as well as to myself that um, we're it's going to be a good show. So we need a lot of people there. So please, please come. Even if you've already got tickets to the other Boston show, come see us twice. That's true. We do do different stories. So feel, we do do different stories. Both. It, uh, I think a lot of people already are. So two different shows. Anyway, so that's uh, bit.ly slash ATWWD Boston. Cannot wait for that. It'll also be freaking freezing because it's february it'll be more freezing for us because we're not used to the cold anymore right it'll be groundhog day too Mm, most importantly very fun Mm -hmm. um we should do groundhog themed episodes stories all right i got just the story of a groundhog (laughs) demon right (laughs) got it don't worry i mean i think murder might even this is a one time a murder might be harder to find (laughs) (laughs) finally you'll be in my boat of like what do i do there's no serial killer gophers groundhogs (laughs) Okay, um, this also comes out the week of my wedding, so I currently am ripping my hair out somewhere in America. You're, yeah, oh Hi. yeah. Hi, everybody. Hashtag Christine Gets Blazed. It's the last <laughs> time I can, like, use that. Oh, yeah. The episode after this, can you do that anymore? No. I feel like I'm banned from using that. This is the last time you can also use your ring to clink glasses. Oh, and now I have plastic. Why? Oh, you got this guy right oh, there. I'll take Eva's drink. Just do it one last time for the kids. All right. Just remember this moment, everyone. It's been Aww. nice. It's been and saying I'm the bride. It's been oh, I can't say that anymore either. It's I'm been the fun bride. being joining all of you in my journey. Journey. Um, do you have anything to say before we get started? No. I do want to say one thing. Um, I hope this is cool with you. Oh we, boy. <laughs> we got an email from um, a woman named Dana. Yes. Who uh, unfortunately her best friend Danielle, who was also um, and then that's why we drink listener unfortunately passed away unexpectedly on september 22nd um and so dana reached out to us and said um and mentioned to us that danielle had actually at the memorial danielle's fiance told dana that um her christmas gift from danielle was in the car and it was in that's why we drink shirt which just tore it a bit and i guess she went to our nashville show and she uh wrote to us a long time ago with a listener story and so um eva was able to find that for us and so um, I just want to read like a little excerpt of her of yeah. listener story. To, in um, honor of her. So in we, honor should we Dana. dedicate this whole episode to her? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. And thank you, Dana, for reaching out and letting us know. Um, and I'm and so sorry to hear yes, what happened. Yes, we're sorry for your loss. And we are sending all our love and thoughts to Danielle's family, fiance, everybody. Yes. Who was affected. So this is an email we received from Danielle, and I thought it was deserved a spot in our regular episode rather than just a listener story. So... It's called, and that's why I couldn't sleep, and that's why I drank slash didn't sleep for eight years of my childhood. Got it. <laughs> okay. Hi, Christine and M. Just as I was finishing my entirely too long subject line, I realized I didn't have a drink to accompany me. I am now drinking a bottle of Pinot Noir that I got on sale, I might add, as I prepare to go down my haunted memory lane with you two. When I was six years old, my mom and I moved to Tennessee following her divorce from my dad so we could be closer to her parents slash my grandparents. We lived in a tiny ghostless home for two sweet years before my mom got remarried to a neighbor down the street. Almost immediately after moving in, I was in a constant state of uneasiness. At first, I attributed it to having to adjust to a new house and new stepdad, but over time, 1998 to 2006 to be exact, it became very clear why I could never be at ease. My childhood room was covered in posters and had many odd things hanging from the ceiling, such as disco balls, mobiles, and wind chimes. 
Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a fun house. Sounds like a wild time. I am a very hot-natured person, so in the winter, I would close all the vents in my room. Even with the vents closed and no draft, when I would be in bed trying to sleep at night, the items hanging from my ceiling would begin to sway, not always the same ones, sometimes one at a time, sometimes all at once. Along with things on my wall and ceiling, I also had lava lamps and a strobe light. Oh, yes. Super cool room. One night when in bed, my strobe light turned itself on. The way to operate the light was that you had to turn a knob on the back. The more you turned, the faster the light would click. Got it. So I was in bed and out of nowhere, my room lit up with the strobe. My oh. heart began to race so out of, out of fear and I closed my eyes. Then I heard tick, tick as it was like... <laughs> like cranking itself? Yeah. No. I know. Thanks. Uh, I opened my eyes. My room filled with flickering lights getting faster. And fa- Can you imagine of all lights to flicker a strobe light is like the last one that you want? That's just like the most jarring one. Ugh. But I was so afraid I couldn't move for what felt like an hour. I threw that shit out the next day. <laughs> my bedroom windows. This one gets me good. To use an Mism. <laughs> my bedroom windows faced the front of the street. And on several occasions while I'd be waiting at the end of the driveway to catch the bus, I would look back at my mom on the porch, then glance to my bedroom window where I would see my drapes being pulled to the side as if someone was looking back at me through the window, even though nope. no one was home. Nope. Ew. That one creeps me out so bad. Can you imagine glancing back at the house and the curtains like... No, I can't imagine that, and I don't want to. One time I was on the phone and packing a bag for a sleepover when I heard a knock on my door. I yelled just a minute, but there was another knock. I told my friend to hold a minute as I went to the door, but when I went to look, no one was there. It was then that I realized I was alone in the house. <laughs> Needless to say, I was pretty happy to be sleeping at a friend's house that night. Yeah, uh-huh. The hall- <laughs> it's awful. The hallway was always a dreaded walk. It was a long, dark hallway with a mirror at the end. It would have been creepy even if it wasn't haunted. Every night as a teenager, I would, even as a teenager, I would have to give myself a pep talk to get the courage to walk to my bedroom. I would have to pass the guest room. I never wanted to do this because more often than not, I would see a shadow figure in the room and get a really unpleasant feeling. Mm -mm. I would have to run down the hall with my eyes closed to avoid encountering the figure. Uh, My mom had many things happen that she couldn't explain. We often confided in each other about events that we experienced. However, my stepdad was the biggest skeptic ever and one of the biggest jerks of all time. That's a different story. (laughs) Things would happen in front of all of us, but he'd never admit to it. Uh, the ghosts in my house did not like it when my mom and stepdad would argue because activity would increase when the moods were intense, which is just creepy. He was in the living room. Mom was in the kitchen. They were arguing about something. Attached to the living room was a porch. Uh, it was a cool, still day, so the back door was open. All of a sudden, during their argument, a wind chime hanging by the back door began to clank like crazy, even though there was no wind. Ooh. Mom walked in the living room, thinking he was doing it to piss her off, but he was just sitting there on the couch. The wind chime started spinning in circles on its own, and it finally entered with the center chime being swung up and flipped over the entire thing. Oh, this is where it gets poltergeisty. Love it. My mom and I were having one of our many movie nights, and we took a break to get a snack. We left the living room to get some popcorn, and when we came back, a rocking chair that was in the corner of the room was now in the middle of the room. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We were the only ones in the house. We just moved it back and went to our movie. Another time, the opposite thing happened. We were in the kitchen and left, but when we came back, every cabinet and drawer had been opened in the kitchen. Again, no one was home. My mom and I were carving pumpkins in the laundry room one October when all of a sudden I felt someone hit my shoulder enough to fling me forward. I whipped my head around ready to be mad at my stepdad for messing up my carving, but no one was there. There were other instances when my hair was pulled when I would walk down the hallway. While the shadow person was seen regularly, full apparitions were seen from time to time as well. We had what we thought was an entire family of ghosts in our house. My mom would see the man and the little boy, and I would see the woman and the little girl. The man would stand in my mom and stepdad's bedroom doorway some nights, and the little girl would occasionally show up at the foot of my bed. She was so clear that I could tell what she was wearing and see that her hair was in braided pigtails. She would just stand there for what felt like forever, but in actuality was probably only a minute or two. I would just lay there paralyzed until she disappeared. Oh, no. 
One time when my mom was in the kitchen making some cookies, she saw a little boy running straight through our dining room table and into the living room before he disappeared. Uh, One day I was getting ready when I heard a loud thud. I thought it was my mom throwing some of my shoes in my room. But when I looked over, there was a woman standing in my room. Mm. I immediately ran down the hall to see my mom in the kitchen, but she was gone and no one else was in the house. Finally, in 2006, my mom decided to leave my stepdad, long overdue in my opinion. I was obviously (laughs) overjoyed for many reasons. I didn't have to live with him anymore, and we could move out of this house. Yeah. I've never returned to the house, but I I think of it and our experiences there often. I look forward to seeing you guys on August 4th in Nashville. Thank you for reading my story, Danielle Macbeth. So I just wanted to put that out there and thank Danielle for her story and sending love and light to her family. Yes. And Dana for letting us know. Yes. Oh, that's that was a good story. Um, all right. Well, then this episode is dedicated to her. Yes. I hope she likes it from beyond because I, she's I probably too. still listening. I hope so. Just because you're not in this realm doesn't mean you can't hear us talking about fun things. That's right. So. We don't discriminate. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is in Placerville, California, apparently. Oh, I did not know there was a place called Placerville. 
but it is a hotel and it is called the carry house hotel okay i've never heard of it i miss the hotels. we used to do used to do a lot of hotels i've been actively avoiding the hotels because i know how many hotels there were for a long time uh, i was just spacing them out i was kinda. i was trying to yeah be strategic with my hotels so uh it was originally built in 1847 by william carey and it was a hotel mainly for the miners in the area and in 1850 oh, wait like miners yeah oh, oh like children no <laughs> like, no, no what a no. weird concept <laughs> um yes no for it the, was well this was right this children. was coming up on the gold rush era not like children well i was thinking like sweet life of zach and cody like my first thought was like that is so cool oh like a hotel for like only kids like um like that? an island of misfit lord of the flies yes children. yes yeah or so, like sweet life of zach and cody but right or your dark version whichever one <laughs> <laughs> um oh so it was for coal miners or got it gold miners in 1856 the hotel burned down and it was replaced uh that same year and in the 1900s it also added a fourth floor okay so fun fact about that so the lobby still has the original check-in area from like the 1800s so it's kind of cool to check out and the original it's kind of cool to check out kind of cool to check out i'm sorry kind of radical um there is the original elevator in the building that still works. However, it's so old that you can only carry two people at a time. That which, sounds safe. Which doesn't even sound like carrying two people. It just means like you can only carry like not even 500 pounds on it. Yeah, that's alarming. So it's like, what if it's two people in a backpack? And like, don't bring your suitcase. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, you can put your suitcase on there and then go up and then meet your suitcase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll deliver it for you. Which I guess is kind of handy. Uh, so their motto at this hotel is they have a motto they have a motto great historic ambiance modern amenities every guest is a legend <laughs> holy shit very extra <laughs> so extra i'm so on board i'm so a legend somewhere <laughs> someone thinks i'm a legend so uh before the Cary hotel was on that land there was the el dorado hotel Oh, it was called the Eldorado Hotel and Saloon. Oh man that sounds actually super cool and it sat there at the height of the gold rush and then the Cary Hotel was built on top of it. So uh, cool. an added bonus feature of this hotel, I know you're going to love it, is that on the second floor balcony, it was perfect viewing for the guests to look across the way to see the hangings at the hanging tree. Oh, man. I was thinking like a winery or something. <coughs> no, no, I no. went wrong direction on that one. Um, so you, you could, could like you ugh. could just sit back relax and watch death fall like upon rent others. a suite and then just like watch hangings yeah oh how fucked up there it was also a i've okay i've never known the sun to ever do this because we've never recorded during i know the day there's before. like a glow that keeps appearing on your face but it's like christine has like one random square of a skylight <laughs> and one random section of the ceiling i don't know why and that's exactly where the sun chose to be and it's hitting my <laughs> fucking face and so i'm having the hardest time like reading these notes Here, we can scooch i've never i've just never uh i've never recorded in the daylight no this before, is oh so. yeah by the way we're recording in the daylight so yeah now you know <laughs> to ruin any illusion of creepiness right 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 oh right, so anyway this hotel yeah, you could see the hangings. It's, like, way above its time. Um, it was also previously a Wells Fargo. Um, oh, like, back in the day when it was... Okay. Where bags of silver and gold were stacked on the front porch to be picked up by Wells Fargo drivers. 
Which, like, what? These days you wouldn't just put bags of gold on the porch and just wait for someone <laughs> to come Uber it up. Like, oh my God, it doesn't even sound real. Like, there wasn't a vault you could keep that in until the driver's Or, got like, there? not the front porch, like, somewhere that's not. Like, did people just walk by and see bags of gold during the gold rush and, like, not Can even you just care? Just grab a handful, no one would notice. So, during the 1920s, the owner actually, fun fact, because over so many years, like, it had, you know, bags of gold and silver had just been sitting on the front porch underneath the front oh, porch no way. during the 1920s the owner discovered piles of gold dust in the basement under where the front porch would be because it had fallen down the cracks of the porch from the bags of gold after so long holy shit so the gold dust that he was able to scoop up in a dustpan i guess um Ooh, that must have been so dirty paid for most of the construction of the fourth floor in the 1900s oh my God, that's amazing can you imagine if you're like oh i need a new addition on the house what to do what to do and then you go into the basement and then just pay people literally an old gold dust that just, just blow it on them just all for you i mean can you imagine your basement floor is like made of money basically <laughs> that's incredible so now it's called the Cary hotel and guests that have been there include mark twain buffalo bill ulysses s grant betty davis and elvis presley that's pretty awesome um, so over the years, it has changed ownerships and went from the Placerville Hotel to the Raffs Hotel and has now been changed to the Cary House Hotel. And originally it was the Cary House Hotel and they gave it its original name back in the oh, 70s. Okay. So the owners have now upgraded it with Wi-Fi and bathrooms in every, in oh, every room. No way. We have to check this place out. <laughs> I've never even heard of such a thing. That sounds amazingly luxurious. Well, let's talk about the deaths. So, okay, I spoke too soon. A businessman named Arnold Wiederman, he died from the flu in the ho in the hotel, almost called a hospital, from the hotel while he was visiting there with his wife and daughter. Aww. And then at the time, because only the man made the money, the wife and daughter like watched him die and then didn't have any money oh. to like get home. So they had to live in the hotel in the room where he died until her parents could pay for them to leave and move back oh, in with them. Oh, how tragic. Also... A medium has pointed to the corner of the room where Arnold Weedman's baby's bassinet was. Mm. And apparently a spirit told her, that's where my child stayed before I died. <gasps> oh, that's sad. In that room also, a woman has woken up to see four different spirits all at one time. At the foot of her bed, she saw a priest, a doctor, oh and God. both parents standing around her bed discussing um, the baby's illness. And they didn't even seem to notice that she was there, which is kind of creepy in that, like, it's a different creepy that you're, like, almost watching a movie play out right yeah. in front of you. And um, you're, like, in it. Ugh. Well, so, because Arnold Wiederman, he died, and then his wife and kid left, but then there was another family where the whole family died in that room. Oh, my God. So then that family is probably the spirits that she saw, where they were standing there talking about how their baby sure. was sick when all of them were sick together. You have... Not you, but... You can, <laughs> if you will, to. Um, I'm nervous to agree before I hear what actually is going to happen. You can see the entity of Mr. Yeah, no, it's not me. I don't. Arnold Wiederman. No, thanks. In room 212. Okay. A guest found him standing over her while she slept. Oh, good. Apparently, he has a long beard and he is not scary, which, which I don't believe. Is a lie. A big yeah. fat lie. Uh, also, you can see the entity of his wife. Um, apparently she still visits where her husband died. So she, this her spirit still shows up. haunted room. So she has been seen in a blue gown and she appears in the rooms 211, 209, and 212. And you always know when she's around because you can smell her perfume like 
almost suffocatingly so. Oh, God. And it smells a lot like lavender. So if you smell like floral perfume, you've probably found her. Oh, good. Also, their daughter, or the daughter of the other family where everyone died. Yeah. She has been seen dressed in late 19th or early 20th century attire. And she has been seen skipping and playing on the staircase and hallways and laughing in your closet. Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> so adorable. Um, there's also been a gambler that was murdered there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in that room, but in the hotel. Nowadays, on the second floor balcony, you know, where you can see the hangings. Uh, you know, um, that lovely view. A man dressed in Gold Rush era attire has been seen sitting with a deck of cards trying to earn his money back, I assume. There have also, this was one of those hotels where they low-key allowed, like, a brothel to be upstairs and, like, had (laughs) a bunch of sex workers coming in and out all the time. Low-key, though. Low-key. And so there was, um, there have been a few sex workers that supposedly still haunt the place, but one specifically, and I think I get into her a little bit later, but there's also a sex worker who haunts the hotel. Mm -hmm. There's also a wagon driver who haunts the hotel. Oh. But he apparently has been described from a... Uh, a medium described him as being a teamster from the 19th century, which is like, you know, you're in the movie industry when you're calling someone a teamster. Yeah. But they were, that was what they were called. Well, that's why teamsters have that name. Cause that was like a wagon like grew out of that. Yeah. That industry. I know just these days to hear someone say that. Oh, I it's just like, it's like, Oh, it's very, you don't hear that every day. Oh, unless, it's a very LA term. Yeah. Nowadays. Um, apparently he will show up to you, but you will only see him from the waist down because he doesn't want to scare you, well, that's pervy. which is the exact. Well, you can see my clothes. Oh, I don't know. I'm just thinking he. Why shows... do you assume he was naked? I feel like he shows himself from the waist down. It sounds very. Uh... Well, he. You can see his boots, his jeans, and the beginning of his flannel shirt. Uh, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you though that that's not much less scary. To it's me. like, oh, here's half a person. Don't be scared. Here, we'll show you part of his torso. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, there's also a former kitchen or um, cook. I I don't know what the. Like a chef. I don't know if it was a chef or a cook, but someone who worked in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He also haunts the area. Um, he bangs on the pots and pans and he <laughs> That's just mean. cleans the kitchen after hours, which is not so mean. So at least he balances okay, out. Fair. Um, a medium has reported that that spirit lives in the old servants' quarters next to the kitchen on the first floor. So he not only like works there, but still lives wow. there. Wow. Really dedicated to the craft. Seriously. A staff member has heard someone washing dishes in the kitchen before, and so when they went down to go say hi, no one was there, and the faucet was on by itself. And uh, another, this is very interesting, one uh, spirit apparently very much disapproved of the fact that they offered cold cereal in the kitchen. (laughs) Um, No more Lucky Charms. Well, they used to have cold cereal as part of, like, as one of the options for the continental breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. And every time that they would have cereal stocked in the kitchens, the ones in the plastic pouches would be thrown all over the floor the next day. Oh, that's just mean. And so they think it's because back when this hotel came out, it was super luxurious and right, elegant. Right, right. And they're like, oh, food in a bag. No continental Get away with this breakfast. peasant food. Truly. You know? So um, they actually had to stop offering cereal because every time they did... Either they would be thrown on the floor in the bags or the bags themselves would have been torn open and the cereal would be everywhere for you to clean. So there's a ghost out there who doesn't like cereal. There's a ghost out there for everyone, guys. I mean, you don't have to ruin the cinnamon toast crunch for everybody else, though. It's like kind of mean. Sometimes I just want a bowl of cereal. (laughs) I'm just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) There is also a man named Stanley. 
and he is the uh, one of the former employees of the hotel, and he is probably their biggest ghost that they know of. He was originally a desk clerk in the 1800s, and even he admits that he he loved the drink. <laughs> he said his favorites were brandy and whiskey. All right, and he would sneak out during his work shifts when no one was around, and he would get drunk, and then he would come back to work. Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> he, this is they actually found this all out during an EMF session where they just really? answered them yes or no, yes or no questions. Okay, and then I think they also use a spirit, uh, spirit box at some point. But he went out. He would sneak out of the hotel out of what is now considered the back door, but according to him, it was the front door back then. And so they actually checked with the owners, and they said, yeah, that the front used to be the back, and the back used to be the front. Oh. So they actually found that information out from him, and then it got validated later. That's cool. He also loves women. <laughs> um, Who doesn't, right? Well, he also loves men. Oh. Wow. See, we've always existed, guys. <laughs> so um, he, it's rumored that he also liked men. He, it was never confessed, but it was heavily hinted. Okay. Um, so basically, he loved love. Let's just say that. I mean, good for him. And he... Unfortunately, although he liked people of all shapes, sizes, and genders, um, he was ignored by all of them because he was short, stocky, and had red hair, which was balding on the top. Oh, dear. So, according to him, he was not a catch physically, but that did not stop him from having what Google articles had to say as a huge sexual appetite. <laughs> Oh, dear. Stanley. And so uh, he used to hit on just about everyone that walked by. Oh, my. So he's really just casting his net wide. He's really just shooting his shot whenever oh, okay. he can. Okay, all right. Pretty much anyone that made eye contact with him, he would <laughs> he would try. He would go for it's it like just to see next. what happened. <laughs> and uh, chances are he also worked often with the sex workers at the hotel. Oh, okay. And some of the spirits that are sex workers have actually admitted to knowing stanley really and so they might all still be haunting the area together and uh when he died he was actually murdered in the hotel murdered murder murder you say huh he when he died he was murdered at the hotel on the staircase and um potentially by someone that he propositioned oof or their significant other oof um, um not pretty and they they say that because he was killed by a man but they don't know if either he was a jealous boyfriend I see, I see. or someone that Stanley he actually hit on. Hit on okay, okay. And then some sources were telling me he got shot. Some were saying he got stabbed. So I'm not really sure what happened. He met a violent end. He met a violent end Woof. on the staircase of a home he loved. So <sighs> Oh, that's so sad. He apparently is still chugging on because in the afterlife, he is still known to... Um, pinch women's bottoms oh dear in the afterlife and rub up on women so basically he's oh. still sexually assaulting women oh maybe men um but he is known to still constantly be shooting his shot from beyond okay he also was so familiar with the bars in the area at the time that the buildings that were former bars that he went to also get haunted by him near the hotel so he, like, leaves the he's, hotel. He's basically still living his okay, exact got life. It, got it. He's still hitting on women at the hotel and then going out to get drunk. Oh, my God. The buildings that had, that were originally bars that he frequented also get um, haunted every now and then by him, which I will go into in a, a little bit. But people have seen him in the hotel 
in room 307 where a guest went to sleep and she actually woke up to a man in a plaid shirt lying next to her. Oh, no. And Stanley was known for his plaid shirts. Oh, no. That's the reputation he had, not the, you know. Yeah, he's known for those flannels. Just the, just the plaid. God. And so a uh, paranormal team, California Haunts Investigation Team. California See hit Chit. Chit. Chitty, they made contact thing. with a spirit who they assume is Stanley. It was male, and the spirit said that he was more interested in the female spirit that was standing next to him than anyone else in the room. The female spirit standing next to him? Spirit. Oh, Stanley was more interested in the female yeah. spirit. Yeah, they're oh, assuming it was Stanley, and they knew it was male, and they were saying, do you want to talk to us? He basically said, no, he's more interested in the female spirit that was also in the I room. I see, okay. <laughs> so he's still macking. Oh, he will not give it up. So uh, a medium also found out that Stanley might not have actually died from his wounds from the attack on the stairs, but he might have died from a heart attack that happened after he was hurt. Oh. So a woman stood on the stairs between the third and fourth floors and said, someone had a heart attack right here. He Mm. was on the left side of the stairwell when it happened. He had other wounds. He's uncomfortable when people step here. Oh, awful. He's uncomfortable, and people probably use that all the time. I mean, it's a hotel. Yeah. Yikes. And the and elevator, elevator only holds, work. like, one pound, so... That's true. Oh, my God. Um, it holds one pound. So he... Apparently, she also said, he looks after the building, but he started out as a miner and just stayed here because he loved it so much. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Which all fits his description. Okay. So on the fourth floor, there isn't a lot of activity because it's so new that, like, if we're going by the theory that ghosts only follow their blueprint. Oh, sure. And since there wasn't a fourth floor then, they wouldn't haunt that now. Right, right, right. But on the fourth floor, there have been some spirits that have gotten curious and moved their way up there. And one in particular likes to make sure every door is locked by trying to open everyone's door. No! So people have reported shakes on each of their doorknobs and it happening multiple times that's scary because like even if that were real that's so inappropriate and like yeah well i mean it's also pretty inappropriate to like grab women's boobs and welfare pinch their butts uh so he they think it's also stanley because apparently since he loved the hotel so much he he might be like chill out he's like way controlling he is so overbearing so he shakes each doorknob in sequence and then people have also witnessed him floating down the hall it's like manning the, the what hall. happens if it opens oh yeah good question that's my fear well i'll tell you what happens oh so but in a second hang on so also <laughs> in that area the curtains and the blinds will open and close at will in any room that has a balcony so it's like if you want to view he makes sure you know about it <laughs> um, you have to take full advantage <laughs> look out here look out here don't close that you can see the hangings from here <laughs> Ugh. don't make me laugh about that so i in, didn't do anything don't blame me in room 404 the tv turns on and off by itself objects will move around in guests rooms and in room 210 one of the guests was kept awake all night by a woman laughing in her room by her nightstand table ew on the second floor guests have heard an entity walking the hallways and there are also very obvious disembodied voices in the lobby where you can hear people having conversations, but nobody is there. Yeah. It's like you'll turn around and think, obviously, two people are on that couch and no one is. And they're talking about, like, old-timey things. Yeah. Gold oh, dust. hangings. Gold dust and hangings. Um, there are also two guests who have checked into the hotel and seen the door to the check-in desk open and closing by itself very violently. Yeah. And people outside have seen figures in the windows of rooms that are unoccupied. 
And there are spirit children that will run, yell, laugh, and fight with each other. With each other. They won't fight you. Oh, God. Can you imagine if a a little demon girl just ran up and was like, let's fight? I'd be like, yeah, you win. Punch you in the stomach. You win. (laughs) That's how we're going to fight. Oh, boy. Um, Also, the elevator, which we love. We love that elevator. Doesn't have a great reputation so far. Um, it will also run itself, so it will go up and down without anyone controlling it. So, like, you could put your one-pound, like, <laughs> tissue bag in there, and then all of a sudden, like, whether or not you want it to be on a certain floor, it might just go to a different floor by itself. <laughs> it's really just, like, not effective at it's all. Like, just don't use the elevator, People, It's just really a, a guessing game. It's like, either you'll plummet to your death because you're too fat. Right. Um, cause you had like a Tic Tac or, <laughs> or you're just going to go to a floor you don't want to even be at. Uh, or you just got to let your luggage just take its own path to wherever it's going <laughs> to go. Choose your own adventure, really. <laughs> so someone heard a spirit while they were trying to sleep, of course. And this is my other favorite. Uh-huh. Heard the same thing. Um, while this was a different person while they were taking a shower. So two very intimate places. Oh no. Heard a spirit in their air in their ear. And a heavy whisper say, well, hello. Oh, in their ear. Oh. So there are very intense cold spots and um, the scent of perfume in certain rooms. And there are dark shadows that move against the back wall downstairs. But apparently these shadows are blacker than black. Like even in the dark, you can see them very easily. It's like shadow people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, There's also a woman on the stairway. Um, sometimes you'll just see her hanging out there. She's dressed in a white nightgown and she's got short curly hair that does not match the time period of her dress. So they don't actually know where she's from, but they're guessing she was just like ahead of her time fashion wise Mm. in one way or another. Either she had like a frumpy dress, but like a kick and ass hairstyle. Oh yeah. Fair. Or like she was really down with the dress and her hair wasn't hitting it. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. I mean. You can't win. I mean, she like, she nailed half of it. Okay, all right. That's better than what I can do, so. We'll, g- <laughs> we'll give her that. Um, so, one investigator, here is the um, the doorknob, the answer to your doorknob question. Of oh. What happens when the door... Oh, thank you. What, what happens? I've been waiting. So, one investigator went to bed, and on the floor where these doorknobs were getting shaken, and five minutes later, someone tried to put a key in the lock and <gasps> open the door. He got up to check to see who it was, but no one was there. He went back to bed. It happened multiple times more and more forcefully of someone trying to get into his room. And he kept looking out and the people and no one was there. After it stopped, he heard a thud as if, quote, something may have walked through the door. Ah, no. And then for the rest of the night, he heard footsteps shuffling around the foot of his bed, pacing. Okay, he, this is my nightmare. And he felt like someone was watching him trying to go to They're sleep. They're like, hmm, I can't get in with a key. I guess I'll just walk through the door. I'll just, I forgot about my infinite power Fuck. of not needing t- barriers. Like, oh. I can just walk right through. How horrible. So, which, by the way, I've always wondered, if ghosts can walk through walls, why don't they fall through floors? Good point. I mean. I guess if they can control it. You can control <sighs> gravity as a ghost, but not like. No, but like control, like, I want to. Oh, you can like this wall if I want to. Oh, like just not... at will. You yeah. can just decide what Maybe? you want to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I don't know. So that should be on a shirt, by the way. <laughs> All I know is I don't know. So, I mean, that kind of sums up pretty much everything. <laughs> we should just name the podcast that. Everything we stand for. Um. So yes. So he felt he heard shuffling, uh, pacing at the end of his bed, and he felt like he was being stared at. And on the same investigation, a door that was securely propped open kept slamming into people only when they would walk by. <laughs> it's just me. Other than that, it wouldn't move at all. 
Um, also <laughs> that night, a folder that was left open in a hotel room kept closing and opening itself every time you walked by. It was in a different position. So they were just trying to show. They, I mean, they were very like interactive, at least. Yeah. Um, at least if you like wanted to see a ghost, like you didn't walk away disappointed. Very good point. Um, people would also feel pokes in their back when they were leaning against a wall. So like nobody should have been poking them. And pressure on their feet as if someone was standing on their feet. Oh, here's one that everyone here will love because we forgot to talk all about Eva's update where she may or may not have a new little kitty cat in her life. That's true. She found a black cat on October 1st. That is just the most Halloween thing I've ever She's heard in my life. She's our little witch. She's just Eva the witch. Um, anyway. It was a kitten, too. It was a kitten. It and, is a kitten. And their name? His name? His name. His name. His name is Shadow. Tentatively. Tentatively. We don't want to get too attached. Yeah. Eva's like too I mean, late. It's too late for Eva. <laughs> Eva's already like prepared his graduation and his wedding and can't wait for the little grandkitties. I was like, uh, maybe he already has like three names. <laughs> He's a cat of many, kitten of many names. Halloween kitty. So, um, in lieu of your kitty cat, we have a kitty cat story Yay. that we're going to close off on. So one of the other things in this hotel is in room 220, there is often a sighting of a cat um, you'll either see it sitting on your bed, you'll see it walking behind the curtains, like you'll see its little tail like hitting the curtain. Oh, hang on. And you will also like hear it kind of like walk by you, like hear the purr and see the hear the purr and feel the tail hit you at the mm-hmm. same time. So one investigator was staying in that room and he heard purrs at the foot of his bed and he saw an indent in the bed as if a cat was lying there sleeping with him. He also later felt the bed move as if it something had jumped off the bed and then heard scratching against the carpet, like how mm-hmm. cats do that fucking nail thing. Yes, I know how much he loved that. Ugh. It's like kneading bread, but there's no bread. So um, it apparently seems safe, like the cat seems really nice, until you provoke it or call it over because then you're like inviting it or whatever's there. So oh, it like wants you to notice it and acknowledge it. It wants you to think it's cute. So Fuck. then this investigator was like, here, kitty, 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 kitty. Fuck, no. And then... This is exactly what I would do, by the way, so yeah. great. <laughs> it's like, I'm a good one. You can be with me. Ugh. So then, quote, the moment I tried to make a direct connection with the spirit, things suddenly felt very different in my hotel room. Uh-uh. The air suddenly felt very thick and heavy. I started feeling emotions that came out of nowhere, like rage and despair. Oh, my God. But that was it. I mean... Of all things. It's it just like, like, whoosh. I mean, if you think about it, cats are kind of always pissed. So, like, maybe you just kind of, you know, vibed with the cat. Maybe. So, the buildings uh, nearby the hotel also get haunted by Stan, as I have ever so lingered above you and not told you anything about yet. So. <laughs> um, you have ever so lingered. Ever so lingered. Look, I'm trying to really get my quotes on a shirt, all right? I'm trying. You're trying to make up all the words you can. It's great. Uh, <laughs> the so, new idioms. The new idioms. The idi- idiotums. Oh. Idi- Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were going to say the same thing. No. No, we went different directions. I was going to put my name in there. Mine was just mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess my name was technically in both of them, huh? That's two idioms. No, idiot. I was I was just being self-deprecating. Idiotums. Um, so. Idiotums. Yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> I mean, I say wanton, so. So the buildings nearby that Stan also haunts because he just loved getting drunk there so much. Um, part of the paranormal tour that you can get at these hotels where they will tell you all about how the doors lock from the wrong side so you can't get into your own rooms. Right, right. Um, there's a rocking chair in one of the rooms that rocks on its own and... Oh, good. The faucets and 
all this. One time, apparently, there was one story where one of the rugs in the hotel room uh, lifted itself up and was sitting on the bed when someone came back. Ew. And, um, it's probably so dirty. And so, <laughs> yeah. I, I got that from, I think, a YouTube video. I didn't see that anywhere else, though, so I don't know if that's true or not. But it sounded kind of cool. very specific. Also, like, the rugs, like, under your bed. Like, someone has to lift the fair, heavy bed. Fair, 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 fair point. Um, so part of the tour that they will also give you is you can apparently also visit the places near the hotel and ghost stuff will also happen there. So, uh, one of the, uh, people who've been on this tour, I don't know if this is like an official tour, maybe because they were investigators, they just got their own little spiel. Oh, like back, like insider info. But they went to some of the places that used to be bars. Some of them still are bars. And, uh, these things happened while they were there. I'm excited. So the doors slammed on them and locked right before they were about to walk in. As if someone like <laughs> saw them coming and was like, I don't think so. They're like, wait Slam. for it, wait for it. Bam. Yeah. That's and it's like mean. literally slammed the short door and locked it in their face. Books flew off the shelves when they tried to get near the shelves. Ooh. Almost as if like they didn't want you to investigate. So they just trashed it. They're <laughs> um, just like, look at this. Yeah. Woo. Um, they will. Well, they, he, Stan, will also leave coins um, everywhere, you know how like sometimes people will say that um, mm. ghosts or spirits of people they care about like will like leave a dime like or whatever dimes or like um, bobby pins or yes. something small. Like you almost wouldn't notice it, but subtly over time, you're like, like the oh. patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, he likes to leave coins for people, and apparently, in just a one block radius, one time he left over a dollar in coins for people to oh find. Oh my god. Well, that's kind of nice. I thought you were going to say some. I hesitated. Can I thought... he go haunt like a homeless person so yeah, like, that'd they be can really like nice. go get a Big Mac or something? That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, if I were a ghost, I would just trail be money charitable. everywhere. Yeah. If I had control of money as a ghost, that'd be kind of fun. I would just Hansel and Gretel it, but oh everyone would end up at like a good place. You could like Robin Hood it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's like he could really be Robin Hood. If move you some to. money around. Stop uh, pinching people's <laughs> butts and do something good. <laughs> So he would leave um, coin trails um, from the hotel to the bars. And oh, so he would like lead the. Okay. He would lead the way. It is and then Hansel and Gretel, huh? Jukeboxes would go on by themselves. Apparently, one of them wasn't even plugged in. And Ooh. several glasses slipped off the shelf, even though no one was near it and nobody was jumping. That would have like vibrated mm -hmm. it and made glasses fall. So apparently, one of the glasses that broke on its own didn't even fall to the ground. It just shattered on its own. Oh. So, uh, basically one of the glasses just stood there and shattered on its own, but it shattered in a very specific way where like you would think like a glass would shatter like it normally would just kind of all fall apart. Yeah. But it just cracked and shattered with no one having done anything. And then this was the result. Ew! It shattered exactly all the way down. Like, like halfway through the wine glass. It's a wine yeah. glass. Like a vertical like shattering. Someone put in Arial font the actual glass on the photo. I told you, listen, YouTube was quite an interesting <laughs> ride last night. But that's creepy. It's like someone took a knife and just sliced half the wine glass off. Yeah, it's like someone just Ugh. sorted it. Um, and then the last part that I thought was also very interesting is that there is one floor that during the daytime you don't really notice anything. But at night, if you do blacklight, it looks like there's a lot of blood <gasps> still on the floor. Oh, what the frick? And I got that from a video called Ghost Trippin'. <laughs> uh, you mean a video you made called I mean, Ghost Trippin'. Guilty. But, <laughs> so if you guys want to go see it yourself, it just, it looks like it could be honestly a splatter of anything. But, I mean, could be blood. It's creepy. That's Yeah, it's really creepy. So... 
Anyway, that is that on the Cary Hotel. That is that on that. That's that on that. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink daylight saving time is starting up again it may feel like there are more hours in the day but if you're hiring it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner there's only one way to do that zip recruiter right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com drink ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. I'm very excited about this one. Are you? It's spooky. Oh, cool. Tell me. Spooky, spooky. So this is the story of the Setagaya murders in Japan. Setagaya murders. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this takes place in 2000, specifically December 31st, 2000. So New Year's Eve. Okay. Uh, a man named Mikio Miyazawa, 44, worked for a company called Interbrand, which was a consulting firm. And he and his wife, Yasuko, who was a teacher, they lived in Japan and they had two children, eight-year-old Nina and six-year-old Ray. Um, the neighborhood they lived in was like kind of abandoned. And they had, I guess the whole country was facing like a lot of economic issues. Um, and so there was like this big neighborhood, but almost all of their neighbors had moved out and there were only four families left in the whole neighborhood. So it was wow. kind of creepy, abandoned, sort of like town right houses. Alley. Yeah. Got like it. very suburban, but like a lot of empty houses basically. And so there was a skate park behind the house too that was being expanded. Like, for example, in 1990, the development held 200 families, and now there were only four remaining. Jeez. Yeah, so it was, like, pretty much abandoned. And two of the families were the Miyazawas and then Yasuko's mom, who lived next door. So, like, the grandmother of the family basically lived next door. And so, like, I mean, in Japan, too, culturally, like, generations are very close, like, bonded. Right. So um, the grandmother lived right next door to them. 
And the skate park had apparently been causing uh, the family some grief because it was so loud. And um, they were actually hoping to move soon because they were expanding the skate park. They were trying to find a better place to live. Um, And they were hoping to move in March 2001, so only a couple months later. So 7 p.m. that evening, December 31st, Yasuko, the mom, uh, Mm -hmm. called her mother, whose name was Asahi. And she lived next door with her sister and her sister's husband. So very close family ties. Mm Mm-hmm. Nina, the daughter, eight years old, uh, had visited her grandma that evening and had because she wanted to watch a TV show. And so the grandma had let her watch it on the computer and then went home. So so on the morning of um, December 30. Oh, sorry. So that was December 30th. And then on the morning of December 31st, um, this grandmother, Asahi, tried calling the family, but nobody answered the phone. Hmm. Um, she went next door and rang the doorbell, but nobody answered. And the front door was locked from the inside. So she went and got her own set of keys and unlocked the front door. Um, she walked in and she found every single member of the family dead inside. Oh, no. Everyone had been stabbed except the six-year-old boy, Ray, who had been strangled to oh, death. Oh, no. So, obviously, called the police. Um, they determined that the killer had entered the night before. So, it had to have been after Nina went. So, Nina was at her grandma's house the night before at, like, 930. Okay. Um, and then went home. So, it would have had to happen after that. Right. So they determined that the killer had entered through the second story bathroom window. Oh, no. So, you know, it was like an invasion. Yeah. It wasn't like someone Just they knew. Because to... it could have been like, oh, you know, there, it was a friend that did it. But if it's like forced entry like that. Yeah. Then... Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. So they... And it's just so creepy that the bathroom window is unlocked. You don't think a second story bathroom window. Yeah. Now I'm very paranoid. Um, right. Because, right. yeah. <laughs> you don't think that that's somebody, something people can access. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they the killer had entered through the second story bathroom window, went first to the son's room to smother him in his sleep, killed him. The dad had been working on the computer downstairs and had heard a noise, they think, which was probably the intruder. Um, So he began to climb the stairs and the killer met him on the stairs with a knife and stabbed him to death. Um, And then he had fallen down the stairs after being stabbed. And the killer brought a sashimi knife uh, that he that had actually been purchased like twelve hours before they deter- they like were able to figure out like where the knife had been purchased. Right. And he damaged his knife at the scene. So the mother and daughter heard this going down. They had been sleeping in the third floor loft, and they heard the commotion, and decided to hide. And the killer damaged his knife, so he went to the kitchen to get one of their knives. And while he's doing that, they're like trying to hide in the third floor. They like climb the like one of those ladders into the loft. But they can't pull it up because it's like right. part of the part of the so sad. building. It's really, really sad. Um, so he unfortunately went up and he knew they were there. He found them and he stabbed both of them to death and then covered their faces with cloth. Sort of like the Hinterkaifeck where mm-hmm. like he like, or no, it was Fuliska Axe Murders where he covered all the surface, all the mirrors. Right, right. The reflections with, with cloth. So he covered all their faces with cloth, which is just super weird. But he stabbed them violently like excessively um mm-hmm. and more than the husband so it was very odd that he chose to first smother the boy then stab the remaining three right but the women got much the woman and the girl got much more violently stabbed um so they determined that so the family's first aid kit actually had the some of the daughter's blood on it so they think that while so that the mom was trying to, like, help her daughter. I don't know. I don't really know how the first aid kit got involved here. But the okay. first aid kit had some of the daughter's blood on it. But it also had a stranger's blood on it. So they were like, well, clearly this guy mm. tried to bandage up his own wounds, whatever he got from um, them fighting back. 
Uh, a witness reported, so then they started like talking to neighbors. A witness reported seeing Mikio, the dad, arguing with a skateboarder a few days before the crime. Um, and they had had, like I said, like a ton of grief with the skate park. Um, and then another witness, witness reported seeing the same guy, the father, arguing with a bike gang that like kind of trolled around the area. Mm. Um, so they looked into those leads. And the, on their last day alive, a witness also saw the Miyazawa's shopping around 6 p.m., just under a mile from their home, and a neighbor confirmed that their car wasn't in the driveway at that point. So they're trying to piece together, like, this whole timeline. Right. Um, so they determined that uh, the family had been murdered December 30th, uh, that night after Nina got home, and that the killer stayed in the house for potentially up to 12 hours after killing them. He's just, like, living in their house? Like, eating their food and shit? I'm about to give you a detailed description of the shit that he was doing. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I mean, this is... Settle in. ready, yeah. Buckle up. This is so creepy. So, first of all, uh, he ate four popsicles... Okay. And just left the, like, wrappers lying around the house. He ate melon. He made himself tea. Wait, I'm sorry. So, wait. He ate... I mean, that's just, like, you're asking for spit DNA, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that was he, just the stupidest. He didn't give a fuck. So, he's just, like, trolling around, eating their food. He ate their melon. He ate their popsicles. He There were ten beers in the fridge. He didn't touch the beers, which led them to think that the person didn't drink. Because mm. um, he drank all their tea. Like, he was doing eating and drinking everything else. Right. Then, the killer went on the family computer... And he was eating his popsicle there because they found the wrappers, like, in the trash by the desk. So he's literally sitting at the desk after probably covered in blood, just, like, on their computer. He went to the site of something called the Shiki Theater Company, which was actually one of Mikio's bookmarks on the computer. Mm. And he tried to buy tickets, but, like, didn't have any credit card information. So, like, he had been trying to check out with, like, buying tickets for a show that day. Weird. Just super weird. Um, they found the killer's fingerprints on the mouse but not on the keyboard so they don't know like if he just clicked around yeah mm. they don't know what he was doing or why there wouldn't be fingerprints on the keyboard at some point he took a nap on the couch uh he also pulled the before he left he also pulled up the web page of the father's company like where he worked interbrand and he also pulled up the elementary school's website that the son went to uh, then he pulled the ca power cord out of the computer from both the wall and the computer and just left it there. And then he went and got all their credit cards, bank books, driver's licenses, and other personal ID information and just kind of spread it out and was like going through it. So they found all that all over the living room floor. Um, on the second floor, they found some of those papers in the bathtub. Like he just went and dumped them in the bathtub. Weird. He also used some of Yasuko's uh, menstrual pads for like to control his own bleeding and then just like left them in the bathtub. Super weird. Wow, he really doesn't give a fuck about DNA. Does not give a fuck, no. So he had, like I said, he dumped some stuff in the bathtub, and then he used the bathroom, but he didn't flush the toilet. Wow, he really doesn't give a fuck about DNA. No, no. no. Wow. So they were able to go through his fecal matter. There it is. And determine that he had eaten string beans and sesame seeds before committing the murders. Okay. Just in case anyone's wondering. I can't wait till you give me the name of this guy because I know it's coming. It's wild ride. The killer also left numerous articles of his own clothing and he actually changed into a new outfit and then folded all the clothes that he was wearing and left them there. As well as two knives that he had used in the killing. So he left the weapons. On December 25th, Yasuko had mentioned to her father-in-law that she had seen somebody's car repeatedly parking in front of their house, which again is weird because it's an abandoned suburb basically. So there was a car that had been parked out front um, like the week before but that lead didn't really go anywhere because they didn't have a description. 
uh, again, that, that skate park was across the street and like the dad had been fighting with a skateboarder and some bikers. Mm -hmm. Um, and the clothes that the killer left behind were actually, um, clothing that like from a local skate shop. So like it was Mm. very like punk skater clothes basically right um the kind of guy you were into at one point or (laughs) he was a skater boy (laughs) yeah maybe i plead the fifth um (laughs) he had a handkerchief that he left behind and they actually found traces of jacar noir like the right right right. cologne which they said was a favorite among the local skateboarders but like as far as i know is also like the most but also so is axe (laughs) famous but that's like the most famous men's cologne of all time so i don't think that really I mean, as, I don't know. Maybe well, I don't... It's hard. it would be hard to peg. I mean, that's like everyone. That's like saying, oh, someone got away in our black SUV. Yeah. It, yeah. And they said like it was known amongst the skater. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was. As far as I know, it's You just... weren't a skater? Uh, I know I wanted to be. I couldn't cut it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you picture me on a skateboard? It's just no, sad. No, not s- even a little bit. Very sad. Um, and the handkerchief. So the handkerchief had this cologne on it. And the handkerchief itself was ironed which they thought was kind of odd because they were like, okay, this person like ironed their own handkerchief, which also doesn't seem like a very skater move, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't really know much about skaters. The more like not giving a, a fuck about authority and that they're coming after you, that's very skater. Yeah. Yeah. And then ironing your own little handkerchief. Right, is, like, everyone's got one thing. Hmm, very odd. So they also found trace amounts of a red fluorescent agent. This shit gets even weirder, by the way, of a red fluorescent agent, um, which was used in stage prop design. Um, there were trace amounts also in the garage, but no indication that the killer was in the garage on the day of the murder, which suggested that maybe the killer had been there before and had been in the garage before. Interesting. Also interesting that he was using stage theater blood, but looked up that stage theater company for tickets. That I just made that connection too, huh? That's weird. He was a skater boy, also a theater boy. Theater nerd. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Stage prop design. Yeah, that's a very specific. I don't know thing yeah exactly so maybe that had something to do with it um in the pocket of his sweater which by the way they had found had only gone on sale two months before uh they found traces of bird droppings japanese zelkova tree and willow leaves okay and then he had this like fanny pack which i guess was cooler than a fanny pack it's like a green hip bag right yeah sounds like a fanny pack to me (laughs) which um they found sand in it and they determined that the sand are you ready for this came from the Edwards Air Force Base in Las Vegas, Nevada. So specific. Is that weird? Wild. Like, Nevada? I didn't even know there was science that could show you exactly where dirt came from. I do, because I watch a lot of Bones, but I didn't know if it was actually real. <laughs> I thought maybe uh, it was yeah. just a TV show. Wow, okay. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, everything's, like, in Japan, and he might be a Japanese skater boy, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, he has and then it's like, Air see Force later, sand boy. from Nevada. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, that was probably the weirdest one to me. Um, so as far as the sweater, they learned that 130 of those particular sweaters had been sold in Tokyo, but they were only able to track down the owners of 12 and none of them were the suspects. Okay. Which I'm like, even the fact that they tracked down 12 people who had purchased a specific sweater. I don't know. I find that very crazy, but I guess if they, I'm on the other end, I'm like only 12. That's not even wild. I guess it depends if they use cash or credit card. Yeah. I feel like out of 130 i feel like not only 12 used i guess you're credit right cards. yeah i guess you're right i think they got lazy on that one well it's also like 20 years ago i don't know if, oh right 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 if right, that right. makes a difference or not maybe not you can't just control f and like you know <laughs> find people okay so as i said the killer left his own blood in the house he actually used the the, the first aid kit to clean up clean himself up then used the sanitary pads so police were able to do dna testing on the blood 
and they determined that he was most likely half Korean and half Mediterranean. Mm. So he's of mixed race. And the cl- this is even weirder. The clothes were had, his own clothes had been washed in hard water, but Japan has, does not have hard water. So like the water to use his clothes was like from a different country. So wild. It's just so weird. So it's just like all these strange details. Um, additionally, his shoes were size nine sneakers, which for Japanese standards was very large. So they don't know. So he sounds American. Yeah, but he's half Korean, half Mediterranean. So they don't know if he. I mean, he was in vegas and used hard water but and on an air force shoes. base yeah i mean i mean could he have been like in the military and like maybe f- like went out to america for a little bit but then don't but they fingerprint soldiers don't they all right probably better i think they do. i mean they do now i don't i assume they did in 2000 i don't know i don't know you're right like that's the only thing i mean we're not detectives so that makes the most don't sense be too hard on yourself to me but i don't know so this is crazy approximately 246,000 officers were involved with the case so oh my God. a quarter of a million um, detectives were involved in this case uh, police received more than 16,000 pieces of information from the public as well as 12,000 pieces of evidence from the house alone from the crime scene um, and they looked at this from every possible angle and they just couldn't figure out who it was you're kidding me I'm not kidding you um, they couldn't check DNA on the popsicle sticks they, or his They did. They poop. had his DNA. I said they searched him. Oh, it just like didn't go through CODIS. Like they just didn't have like... Um... Yeah, they did, didn't match anybody. They had his DNA. They found out what his like X and Y chromosomes came from. Like they knew he was half Mediterranean, half Korean. Right. Um, they tracked down like the shops where he would have bought his sweater. I'm just still under the unbelievably ignorant mentality of like if you have someone's DNA, like Google will just tell you their name. <laughs> like I know that's not real at all. But in my brain, it's like, oh, they have their DNA. They know who it is. Like, I know. Well, think about uh, Golden State Killer. Like, it took I know decades. And they had his DNA the whole time. I know. Just when I, like, my jerk instinct, like, without thinking, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Well, obviously, they'll, they'll like, know who it is they now. Have his DNA. Like, I feel like it's like they gave you so much information to work with. But, like, but, like I know. I know I'm. it's not right. But Yeah. So they looked at the mother. They looked at the father. They looked if anyone owed them money or if they owed money to the wrong people. They looked to see if the parents had affairs, if anyone had, like, a beef with these guys. They even took every New Year's greeting card and p- followed up on every family that they had sent a New Year's greeting card to and were like, how well do you know them? Like, do they have any beefs? And they went through every l- little clue that they could find. I mean, they had 12,000 pieces of evidence just from That's the crime wild. scenes. Um, and there were several witness sightings of who could have been the killer, both around the house as well as around town, like wearing the same outfit. The clothes stood out to some witnesses because it was very light and it was very cold. It was like winter. It was very mm-hmm. cold. So um, some people did see him around like some train stations. Um, somebody said the man was in his 30s wearing black down jacket and jeans around town. And there was actually a, uh, a hospital that treated somebody with a wound the day after and it was deep enough to see the bone. And the man did not give his name, nor did he give a reason for his wound. And he was simply treated and released because it hadn't been announced yet that, like, this was somebody they oh were on the God. lookout for. So they didn't get his name. He just went and got emergency service. And then... Imagine having a wound so bad that, like, you can, like, see to the bone. He just hung around and ate four popsicles. That's true. I didn't even think about that. He was just dripping blood all over that house. Yeah. Basically. Wow. And, like, not flushing the toilet. It's just so weird, too. It's like why it's like he wanted to get caught like he he really did dangle it in front of everyone of like yeah you can't catch me and i know you can't so i'm just gonna like it's so odd mark my territory everywhere like you and have you're to, still not in my mind me. like intentionally not flush a toilet like yeah it's not even habit like you have to like not do it for a reason but me i mean who knows if this guy was right in the head i don't know 
So what they do know is that, like I said, the suspect is mixed race, was in his 20s or 30s at the time of the crime, that they didn't think he drank alcohol, is probably a vegetarian, was into the skateboarding scene, probably had issues with females, is about five foot six and of thin build, but despite the overwhelming amount of evidence, the killer has never been found. So over the years, so it's been 18 years, the reward has been raised to 20 million yen for any information that leads to his arrest, um, which is about $176,000. As of 2015, they still have 40 officers full-time assigned to the case who, like, their literal day job all day every day is just to work on this case 18 mm -hmm. years later. Apparently, Japanese investigators are some of the best and, like, most, I mean, even just, like, the details they were able to, like, pull from this. They're some of the best in the world, but they still have not been able to identify the killer. Um, and many of the officers who originally investigated the case have retired, but a lot of them still attend the memorial ceremony for the family every year. And, like, every year say, like, we're going to figure it out someday. Jeez. Um, and around that same time every year, officers still hand out flyers asking anyone with information to come forward. And, obviously, if anybody knows anything, they're asked to come forward. And I guess people think it's just a guy who had this, like, I mean, I read somewhere online that I thought was interesting. Like, maybe the child of a service member. Right. Or something. And then yeah. maybe he was in the area, got involved in, like, the skater scene. Maybe it was a loner. Who knows? Mm. And then moved and, like, started a new, a new life elsewhere. I don't know. But it's just so creepy. I mean, at this point, I guess anything's possible. Yeah. It's hard to imagine, too, that somebody like that didn't go on to keep killing people. Like, right. I imagine that's probably still... I feel like if you're that, just that bold to just do whatever you want at a crime scene, like, what's stopping you from doing it again? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, I hope... They're able to figure it out, but for now, it remains unsolved. Crazy, crazy. And since it is unsolved, I did not have a horror scope. Right. Maybe someday we'll do an update and I'll release this person's horror scope if they are found. All right. But for now, I have a geoscope. Yay! Okay. Now, I figured this was, this was actually the first one I found, and I thought it was actually really fitting for the wedding week. All right. Geo. Happiness reigns in the home right now, Scorpio. Aww. Money comes pouring in. Okay. Well, okay. maybe well, not that much. <laughs> maybe not. Money comes pouring in from bonuses, salaries, extra hours, or gifts. You may be considering spending some of this money on either adding to or refurbishing your home. Maybe, Gio. If you're having trouble making a decision, consider consulting a decorator. For his fucking dungeon <laughs> layer. <laughs> there is great harmony within your family. You seem to understand each other on an intuitive level. Aww. Yeah, that was very nice. Gio's having a good week. He is getting a lot of gifts. We did our fan mail video earlier, and he got some new bow ties, some new treats, some Gio Halloween toys. Got just as much as we did. Or more. Or more. <laughs> anyway. He got literally 330 milk bones. He got yeah, seven like pounds of milk Costco bones. A Costco-size value pack of milk bones. Yeah. So we'll put that on so Patreon. So good for Gio. <laughs> so good for him. So it's fine. Gifts are just raining in. I'd like seven pounds of treats, but... Uh... <laughs> to be fair, you got a bulk pack of Milano cookies. I did. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And if you want to go uh, watch the fan mail video, it's for Patreon donors. Mm -hmm. Donation. Donors. Donationers. Donators. Is the formal term. Donors. Um, you can also find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. You can also see our website at and that's why we drink.com where we also have all of our tour tickets. So please go buy um, tickets for Boston, right? That's the last one. Or yes. Did Philly ever sell out? Yes. It did. Yes. 
both of our Philly shows are sold out now? Yes. Woohoo! All right. So I all we have is the Wilbur. And please, please do not make me, you know, have a panic attack. Just go buy tickets. Because we're funny. I please promise. Please be there. Um, also, check our, like, follow our social media if you want to know when tickets are released. Because um, we have shows coming up that we will not have time to release on the show before the tickets go up for sale. Correct. So it's the easiest way to follow that or to find out about tickets is to follow us on social, social media. media. Yeah. What is your social media, Christine? Well, I meant the show's I know, social... but oh. we all know we're going to post it on our own. T- oh, okay. Um, X-Teen Schieffer. I just honestly, I just want to have friendly competition who can get more followers after this week. Oh my God. Don't do that. <laughs> also, Eva, your your social media should be more publicly announced, I think. Oh. E-W gross with... No. Yeah. yeah. Ew gross with three S's. Ew gross. Ew gross with three it's S's. just funny. Yeah. And Eva's very funny on Twitter. So if you don't follow her, you should go follow her. Yeah, then you're wrong. Um, also, you can see our merch at and that's why we drank that big cartel dot com. Yeah. Uh, that will be changing soon. However, we are in the middle of a, a merch rebranding. Correct. Um, but we will give you more updates about that soon. That's right. And, and we're so happy to be in spooky season Halloween time. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Our and jam. That's. <laughs> no, I was gonna say and oh. <laughs> like 10 more days until you're married. Oh, fuck. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 11 but nobody's counting oh okay help me well in 12 days you're gonna be really relieved i cannot wait for that day there's a a burrito bar the next day at my mom's house and i cannot wait to just eat a burrito and not Not think about this ever again anything ever again well thank you guys also um send us your personal stories on and that's why we drink at gmail.com where we put out our listeners episodes on the first of every month yes so i think that's all we got i think so all right help us Help us sell out the Wilbur, and that's why we drink. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.